Todd Rundgren's song, that line, I always liked his glam rock phase. Yeah, it's me, your friend and confidant in all things dazzle, freaky dink finger huck, the big guy with a hairy eye, former DJ with WTFH, to regale you with further exploits of those musical miscreants, the dazzle dudes. Now, the dudes had been in the studio on and off for a few weeks now working on their as-yet-untitled debut album. They had persevered through numerous minor calamities, a studio owned and operated by a barely-functioning drunk Bud Carney, a tape machine that had to be spun by hand before it would run, which explains the curious tempo changes evident in some of the recordings, intrusion by a couple of thugs from their Airzots quote, former label, unquote, Picnic Records. And on a personal level, singer Jesse had earned a humiliating and humbling public rebuke from Connie, his previous flame and drummer Jimmy's mama, when she criticized his performance on a radio spot and then left arm-in-arm with Captain Halloran, the owner of WTFH Radio, to enjoy the pork by candlelight dinner at Peepaw's Smoking Barbecue. But having weathered these challenges, they now were faced with their biggest obstacle so far. They didn't have enough material for an album. The fact that this was never discussed by the band members is typical of their strategy, which didn't exist. Fletcher and I had mentioned this possibility to them numerous times, but... We were always told by Jesse that they had plenty of songs and it wasn't our concern. Sort of like John Lennon talking to Brian Epstein, but without the talent and success. So, Mr. David Bowie, famous songwriter, where's all the big glam rock anthems? We're a little short on hits, don't you think? I've got them coming. Well, let's see. We're in the studio. Jeter's at the board. I'm behind my drums. Carl and Billy got their guitar and bass on, and there's your mic. Maybe a good time to trot out them masterpieces would be, oh, I don't know, right now. Man, you really can't understand the creative process, can you? Well, probably not, but I can understand that that could have took place sometime before we got in the damn studio. We're spending Jeter's daddy's money. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm cool with the guys, but... You know, Daddy, Daddy has been kind of asking me how much longer it was going to take, you know. So- yeah, I'm sorry, man. You know, look, art just doesn't really happen that oh, way. Oh, God. Art, are you really going to start that bullshit? Do you call songs about hot plates art? You don't know shit about art. Well, art is Beethoven and Rembrandt and people like that. Not you, Hubert. Man, don't fucking call me that. And why not? It's your real name. Not anymore, it's not. It's Jesse now. 
Uh, Jesse what? Jesse Smear? Are you at least keeping your real last name? No. It's Jesse Dazzle. <laughs> Jesse Dazzle. Oh, Lord of mercy. So we're the Dazzle dudes and you're Jesse Dazzle? My goodness, we're like the Partridge family. So uh, I'm Jimmy Dazzle and Billy's Billy, Billy Dazzle and, and Carl, Carl. Don't. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, if you guys want to be, you know. Oh, yeah, man. That, that'd be cool as shit, man. <laughs> hey, maybe we could be the Dazzle family. My name ain't fucking Dazzle. Yeah, you know, Carl, it's funny. I don't even really know your last name, man. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, I mean, you still don't know shit about art, Jimmy. Do you think nobody's done any art since Rembrandt or Beethoven? Of course they have. Name somebody. Well, there's that weird white-haired guy that does all the stuff with the soup cans and everything, and then... There's the, the, the pictures that that guy does of them kids with the big old eyes. Well, what about music? Well, I mean, I, I guess Sergeant Pepper or Simon and Garfunkel or King Crimson. Go there, Sabbath, like paranoid. Sabbath, paranoid. Yeah, them too. Well, guess what, man? We're making art right here tonight. We are. That's funny. I hadn't seen any art laying around here. Billy. Look behind your bass rig and see if there's some art laying back here, would you? Okay. Our music, man. Our music is art. Why not? Yep. Rock and roll hot play. That's some art right there. Hang that shit in the museum right away. Man, what's your problem with rock and roll hot plate? I mean, it's a metaphor, obviously. Well, why it's up there? What about rock and roll sewing machine? Rock and roll backhoe? Rock and roll shower curtain? Yeah, not bad. Hey, man. If we did rock and roll backhoe with me working over to the John Deere dealership, I could probably borrow a backhoe for band pictures. Rock and roll foot cream, rock and roll toilet cakes, rock and roll lint brush. Hell, I got art just flying out of okay, me. shut up, asshole. I'm not an asshole, you're an asshole. Hey, man, I told you a long time ago I got those songs Super Boobs and City Tick. No. no. Okay, I was going to surprise everybody, and I was saving this. For what? But... Our next album? I'll show it to you now. It's called Straw Boss. Not Rock and Roll Straw Boss? Fuck you, Jimmy. It's in E. I'll just start it, and y'all come in when you're ready, and we can just jam and see what comes out. Sort of like when you squeeze a pample. Shut up! Yeah. Uh-huh. 
a star boss don't care about my situation He's a star boss Yeah, ugly star boss Stupid star boss Yeah, dirty star boss Wow! So besides all the art flying around the studio Fletcher and I have been busy otherwise planning this year's Battle of the Bands. For those who may be younger, a lot of towns back in them days had events where they'd have anywhere from 6 to 12 bands playing for 15 or 30 minutes apiece in a sort of competition. The winner was decided by crowd response. These were all-age affairs, so no alcohol. There's always Coca-Cola and hot dogs provided by the JCs or the Moose Lodge or some such. And there was always contraband being consumed somewhere on the property anyway. Battle of the bands were often held in the smaller towns that the local National Guard armory is. They usually drew several hundred kids. And the armories always had a big enough room to accommodate them, whereas no other places did. It was not unlike a high school dance, except with a slew of bands and usually a well-known radio personality as the MC. Now, not to toot my own horn, but I was the most popular DJ in mixing at that time for the rock and roll crowd, so I was always the MC. But lately, Fletcher Lafayette, WTFH's station manager, had become so popular with his voiceovers on all the Dazzle Dudes radio spots that I asked him to share MC duties with me. He was delighted. Why, of course, Dink. I would be delighted. So for entry into the Battle of the Bands, each aspiring contestant had to send in a recording of some sort of their music. I used to keep boxes full of reel-to-reel and cassette tapes of those submissions, and I've still got a few. We'd always have the local favorites like Boogie Machine and Freakin' Booger, which was the band with the lead singer that had the parasitic twin growing out of his chest. You remember, he used to dress it up like himself and pretend it was singing. Who wants to boogie? I want a boogie. Who's gonna boogie? I'm gonna boogie. Those bands were local favorites, and it was usually one of them who won. The prize was $50 in a three-hour recording session at, you guessed it, Carnival Sounds. Some of the new entries that year were called Boogiesaurus, The Phantom Taxi Cab, and a band called Thick Brick, who were trying to sound like Jethro Tull. Now, none of the guys in Thick Brick could play a flute, which you may know was a key component of Jethro Tull's sound, so the singer tried using a kazoo, which I believe fell a little short of the intended effect. But he did wear a long army coat and always stood on one leg. And he spied a milking girl coming across the lawn. She swung a milking pail. As she sang this song yeah. 
something that amazed us that year was that Picnic Records, Munn, and Tander had had the nerve to send us an entry tape for their Dazzle Dudes replacements, the Rock Buddies from Dugansville, Georgia. It was the same exact song they played us before, except now it was on a 45 demo record with the Picnic label on it. She's gone again! Fletcher and I were so taken aback that we decided to accept them just for the hell of it. Plus, the record just sucked, so we knew the mixing crowd would have some fun with them. Four rock buddies, just unwitting pawns in a bitter game of hate chess. So after much deliberation and many sketchy tapes, Fletcher and I decided on a final list of contestants which included, of course, the Dazzle Dudes, who were still hard at work at Carnival Sounds. Please note that although he'd been ferociously dissed by Connie, Jimmy had recovered quickly as his common dissociopaths and actually had a new love interest on deck. See, Jimmy? Art. Right. Art. Hey, hey, Jesse. There's some chick here to see you. You just go on down through that door right there down there. Hey, baby. Hi. Hey, hey, everybody. This is my new old lady, Cheyenne. She's part Cherokee. That's Billy, and that's Carl. Hi, Cheyenne. Hey. Nice to meet you. Well, hello, Cheyenne. My name is Jimmy. Yeah, that's Jimmy. Jesse, let's go. I'm ready to go home. Oh, baby, just got here. Here, have a seat. We got a little more work to do. Yeah, Cheyenne, it's it's cool, man. It's cool. We don't buy it or nothing. I mean, Carl might. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <sighs> so, Cheyenne, what do you do? Cheyenne's an artist for your information. She paints these really far-out, beautiful landscapes. She's a musician, too. Hey, that's cool. What what do you play, Cheyenne? Rocks. Right on, just like Dazzle Dudes. (laughs) We play rock, too. No, Cheyenne plays real rocks. She takes these rocks that she finds and makes this amazing sound by striking them against each other. Super cool. So... She beats rocks together. It's a cool native thing. It's a real natural sound. You won't so understand it. It's a, it's an American Indian thing, and you're Cherokee. 
my great-grandma or somebody was supposed to be. Great-great-grandma. Man, that's really cool. I've, I've never even met a real Indian before. You know, we're, uh, unless like when you go up to the Smoky Mountains and they have all them places of the, on the side of the road where they sell that stuff. What's going on down there? Yo, you gonna get to picking or what? No, I ain't, bud. We didn't know you sit here. What's I'm here, you chubby curly-headed hippie curl head? My damn studio. Carnival sounds. My studio, by God. That's easy, bud. Glad you're awake. I'm always awake, you crazy little-looking... Who the hell are you anyway sitting in my mixing board? My damn board. I'm Cedar Lewis, bud, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, you skiers, boy. He's a fine man. Good Christian gentleman. Yeah, he, he's the one that's paying for this album recording, remember? Yeah, yeah, sure, all right. Looks like you've been running the session. Move over, you can be my tape op. What's a tape op? That's the assistance of the engineer. Me, I'm an engineer here, me. By God, I'm the engineer. Yes, sir, bud. Well, move the hell over so I can get in position to cut this record. Quit slobbering all over the dang board, for Lord's sake, will you? Yes, sir, yes, sir, I'll try. All right, you fellas, let's get it out down to the... Hey, wait a minute. Now, who's that beautiful little cutie down there? What's a pretty little lady doing like you with them stinking hippers in there? Well, this is Cheyenne. She's my new old lady. Oh, this is the funny man again. You being funny again, funny man? You calling that little darling cutie thing an old lady? That ain't no old lady. Anybody looks like old lady is you, dirty hippie funny man. Ah, can we just get back to work? Don't you sass me, you little dirty long hair, long hair. I'll come down there so fast, whip your ass right in front of that pretty little woman. I'll show her what a real man is. Hey, drunk man. Who the hell is Yeah. Oh, it's you. Yeah, it's me. Are you gonna shut the fuck up and let us record? Or should I just come on up there and eat your face? Hey, you damn dirty wild animal. Shit, yeah. You better. You old sons of a bitch. I spent my whole life doing music. Good Christian people. People with haircuts and. Okay, dudes, Bud's out again. You guys ready to do take two? Yep. One, two, three, four.
and listen to episode 14 of Dazzle Deuce, which was written, recorded, and produced by Murray Hathaway. All material copyrighted 2019. You can find Dazzle Deuce on Apple Podcasts, Android, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, and at DazzleDudes.com or any place that fine podcasts are found. We really, really appreciate you listening and telling other people about it. Matter of fact, tell a friend, spouse, coworker, boss, teacher, somebody you really, really want to impress. Tell your mom, tell your bro before they send you back to Arkansas. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts and or Stitcher. And remember, when you think we've loved you all we can, we're going to love you a little more.